Today we're going to talk about when we don't feel like we have any success. What does what the person do when he doesn't feel like he has any success when it comes to any challenge that he has, let alone the challenge of uh, Shmir Sinaim? When a person doesn't feel like they, they got anywhere. A person doesn't feel like every time something happens, boom, I'm right there, I'm right back there. I'm right back in it and, 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 I, and I, mamish, I, mamish, I haven't made any headway. I haven't grown at all. So what, what, is, what should a person do? How should a person feel in those situations? Well, let's talk about what a person feels like naturally when he feels you know, that he hasn't grown at all. He hasn't seen any success whatsoever. How should a person feel? How does a person feel first? A person usually feels like there's no point. Yeah, oh, I try so hard and nothing works and, and that's it. I, you know, I, I, can't, I, I can't do this anymore. I tried, I tried, and that's it. Yeah, and God will come to me and he'll say, oh, why'd you do this? And I'll say, I tried, and you know what? It didn't work. It was too hard for me. I can't do it. That's probably what a person naturally would say. So that's, that's really, it's not, that's not good enough. Going in front of a Kodesh Baruch with a taina like that is not going to work. Why? Because what's Hashem going to say back? Even if everything you said was 100% true, even if it's true, you tried and you failed, and you tried and you failed, and you tried and you failed. Yeah? But every, every time you try, you're showing Hashem that you care. And every time you have even a little success, oh, what, what's a little success? Yeah, a little success means, a little success means that you're, you didn't look one time out of a hundred. There are a hundred, a hundred times I looked 99 of them. And one I didn't. So the one time? Well, you think the 99 come and they wipe out the one as if the one doesn't exist? That's not true. You have 99. And you have one. You have one. That one doesn't go anywhere. That one is success. Hashem grabs onto that one and says, you see, eventually, see, he's trying. He's trying. He's putting in effort. It doesn't cancel that little bit at all. The one time that you're successful... Or two times, Hashem doesn't cancel. It doesn't get canceled out. There's not bittul barov. There's no bittul bishishim. That one stays forever. So you should know every little bit makes a bit difference. Every little bit counts. I'm not saying the other ninety nine don't count, but this one does count too. Don't go the opposite way. Yeah, somebody could be working so so hard on something. Let's take the opposite example: a person who's doing really well, and then has an a few. What's he going to say? What does he naturally say? A person who does really well and then has a, has, even a, let's say it's a big nephew. He says, oh, what was the whole thing worth? I try so hard and you see I'm back in the same place. The whole thing was a waste. A person should say such a thing. That's what the Etahara wants you to say. He wants you to give up the whole thing. That's what I mentioned here in the past. I don't understand why, why this happens. But there's a machala that people have. The machala goes like something like this. The person has a, has a, has a she'ifa. He wants to accomplish a certain amount in learning, let's say. A guy said that he's learning five prokim of mishnayas a day. Wow, five prokim of mishnayas a day? Well, how many are you doing now? None. Why are you doing none? It was just too much. I couldn't do five. I couldn't do it. So why don't you do four or three or two or even one? Why are you doing nothing? 
Why are you doing nothing? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you couldn't do five. Seder, you couldn't do five. So what about four? What about four probably? What about three? What about two? Why are you saying just nah, the whole thing? Because that's what the Eitzahara wants you to do. The Eitzahara wants you, he wants you to say the whole thing is not worth it when really it's not true. Not true. The Eitzahara wants you to be totally be mavato all your plans to work, work hard. That's what he wants. So certainly if it's that a person is failing and the only one time that he, that he did something good, then eh, what does that mean? It's nothing. That's what the Eitzahara comes to tell you. And it's not true. That one time is something. And if a person really tries hard, it'll be more than one time. It'll be more than two times. Yeah, it won't only be 2%. It'll be 3%, 5%. could even be 10 20%. If a person really wants to, if a person really wants to, Hashem will help him. They say, Marasha brings down over there that is talking about Malochim. How do we know? It comes from a Gemara in Makos. Yeah, the Gemara in Makos says about Bilam. The Bilam wanted to curse Glysol, even though Hashem said no. So even there were Malochim being Malavahim there. Oh, the first Malochim wanted to stop him, but once he said he still wants to go, so they. They helped him along too. The malachim will bring him if a person really wants, and then Hashem will help him. So even if it seems like I'm abysmal failure, even if it seems like I am horrible, I am terrible, why am I even trying to do this? Why am I even working on this? And the truth is, is this applies to a lot of areas of Avodah Hashem. Areas of Avodah Hashem that uh, many of us have nisyonis in, including myself. One time we mess up, two times we mess up, oh, a whole year of messing up. But am I still thinking about it? The fact that you're even still thinking about it shows that you're a spiritually sensitive person. It shows that you can feel that there's something not right. You can feel that there's something wrong over here. And if you can feel that there's something wrong in here, that means you're a spiritually sensitive person. And it means that you have, you have, you have where to grow. It's, it's scary when the, the people who don't even know that there's anything wrong, yeah, or opposite. Sometimes, sometimes there are people who dafka want to get rid of that sensitivity. Like the stories that I've heard about people, they go off the derech and they want to be machal shabbos. The first time they come to be machal shabbos is a pachad. Is a pachad. They think that like new bolt, lightning bolt is going to come out of the sky and strike them down right on the spot. Yeah, and when it doesn't happen, at least to most people, I guess it doesn't happen, right? <laughs> yeah, when it doesn't happen, like, wow, like that was like a nace that it didn't happen. And the second time and the third time, until it starts to slowly, slowly become like not such a big deal. But there's some people who dafko want to get rid of that feeling, that sensitivity feeling. So what do they do? They dafko do more and more and more malachas on purpose so they don't feel it anymore. So it doesn't bother them anymore. Because they want to destroy that sensitivity until the point where there's so much garbage on top of your neshama that you just don't feel it anymore. You don't feel it anymore. And uh, now I can be calm, right? Because I don't have those guilty feelings of doing something against the Rabbani Shalom. The more a person has those feelings, it shows that you're on a madrega. It shows that you are, you're in a place where, where, where it really means something to you. And that means, and it means something to Hashem too. 
And Hashem loves that. Hashem loves that, that you're feeling that there's something wrong and I really need to, I really need to, to work on it. Yeah? The truth of the matter is, is that this is all talking about like an extreme case. This is an extreme case. Most of the time, people do see success, even a little bit at a time, if they really try. It might not be right away, it might take, usually it's the first two or three days that are the hardest. If you can get past the first two or three days, you'll see that it'll get a lot easier, as long as you really try. Yeah, it might be like, why am I trying this? You know, how long have you been at it for? Like six hours? Like how long have you been trying for? But it's too hard, I can't do it. It's the same thing with all the, all the Yetzirahs. I try, I try something that a person has become so much a part of a person. So you try to break away. The first, the first 10 minutes is hard. The first half hour, the first day, the first two days, that's the hard part. After that, it starts getting a little bit easier, a little bit easier, a little bit easier. And Hashem made it that way. Call it Cholos Koshos. It is hard. The fact that you just want and you show, you will succeed. Everybody, you will succeed. In order to make this a little bit more, more uh, easy going though, a person has to realize that if you really want to accomplish something very, very difficult, then you need to make it that this is my goal in life. Not a goal, not, not, uh, not another one of my goals. This is the goal. I'll give you an example how this plays out in a different situation. I was talking with uh, Avrech one time. I don't remember if it was before Rosh Hashanah, before Yom Kippur, but that, that's a Kufa. And we're talking a little bit like about uh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah, what, how are we, what are we going to do to do tshuva? What are we going to do to you know, fix up what we need to be fixed for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur? So he told me that he screams at his wife too much. He told me he screams at his wife too much. So I said, why do you scream at your wife so much? He said, well, I'll give you an example, yeah. You see, we have to go to a wedding, and she's late, right? This is like one of those classic ones, you know. Oh, she can't decide which dress to put on, whether whatever, and we're late. And not like it's his side's wedding; it's her side's wedding. But they're gonna get, you know, their family when they're gonna be late. They're gonna be all angry because you're supposed to be here for pictures, and because you weren't here for pictures, everything got pushed off. And uh, yes, everybody's gonna be upset. So he gets upset. He gets upset, and he says something maybe is not so nice. And uh, and now he's like, you know, he's upset. Like, why, why do he, why does he, why does he scream at his wife? Why does he do that? So I said to him, well, what's your goal? Is your goal to be on time for the wedding, to every event that you have to go to, or is your goal to have a happy home, to have shalom bayis, to have a happy wife? What's your goal? What's your goal? So he says, why can't my goal be both? Right. Well, sometimes it can and sometimes it can't. Yeah, there's a one, there's a top level. There's a top level and there's a level below it. Yeah, when there's a, when there's a, there's certain groups in Klal Yisrael that have this problem. Yeah, what's the most important thing in your life? Is the most important thing Avodis Hashem, Torah Avodis Hashem? Is that your most important thing? Or are there things that are more important or equally important, like, Certain things in politics, yeah. Certain things about uh, you know things you have to do for the country, yeah. Which is more important? Things that you have to do for the country, you have to defend the country. Is that more important? 
or is Torah about Hashem more important? Which one? If you have a choice, which one is, is one is top and which one is bottom? Which one is your is your goal? So most of the time you could say, well, they both are. They're both equal. They're both the same, and I match both of them. Okay, but when push comes to shove, and you can only have one and not the other, which is the one you want? Yeah, you want both. Okay, so most of the time maybe you can have both, but when you don't have it, when you have a choice, which one do you want? You have to have in the forefront of your mind, this is my goal. And sometimes it means I have to sacrifice from my number two. Sometimes it means that. It means number one beats number two. Oh, number two is so chashif. It's true, but number one is more chashif. That's what it means. It means you have to have in the forefront of your mind, this is my goal. If you want to accomplish, especially something that's very, very difficult, especially something like this, Shmir Sinayim, which is a, a Nisayan all the time, and this has to be my goal. If a person puts that in the forefront of his mind, this is my goal. Of everything that I do in my day, granted this stuff may not come up so much when I'm in the base measures, I hope. Yeah? Yeah, and maybe it doesn't come up so much when I'm at home, I hope. Yeah, it only comes up really when I'm in the street, whatever. But okay, it might not come up so often, but it is still the most important thing in my life. And if that's a person's focus, so then in the you'll be successful. It's what happens is when it's really not number one, when it's number two or number three, that it all of a sudden becomes a much, much harder thing. For example, if a person, number one is uh, that he wants to advance in whatever profession. And for that, he needs to have open internet access completely because that's the only way in his particular profession to be successful. So they be, basically you're saying to yourself, well, that's my number one. And Shmir Sinaim is below that. So Shmir Sinaim is below that. So that means this is going to beat it, which means even if I'm going to end up seeing things that I shouldn't be seeing, looking at things that I shouldn't be looking at, but it's not number one on my priority list. So then economy, then you're setting yourself up for failure. That's what happens. So this is the eight. So a person needs to know this is my goal. You don't think Hashem will take care of you in the other areas? He will. He will. Hashem will take care of you in the other areas. How? I don't know. But Hashem has tens of thousands of millions of different ways that He can take care of you. Yeah, the person does not have to at all compromise on his Yer Shemaim or his Avodah Hashem in any way when it comes to Parnassah. He doesn't. He doesn't. A person can be a complete... I mean, that's not to say sometimes a person needs to be Mechal Shabbos to save somebody's life. I'm not, I'm not here to say there's, there are halachas and that's part, of, that, you know, that's part of the halacha. That's part of the halacha. I'm not saying that. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is that where are your priorities? Where's your number one? What's the number... I don't know. Maybe a lot of people haven't even thought about what my, what, what's my number one. What is my top priority in life? If I'm going to be dominating on, on Yom Kippur... And I want something from my Kodesh Baruch What's the most important thing that I want? What do I want from my Kodesh Baruch Everybody, you want to think about it? You might want a lot of things, but what's the most important thing that you want? What's the number? If I can only ask for one thing, what would that be? Yeah. If I can only have one, one thing, that's it. What, could, what, would, I, what would it be? What, what would I ask for? That's how a person can be, can be successful. It might seem impossible. It might, it might be... It might be seem to be impossible, yeah. It might seem to be impossible. But of course, if the most important thing, you turn to Hashem and you ask Him. You dive into Hashem. I was just uh, saying today, uh, telling somebody that I have a, a special tefillah that I dive in for only on Mincha by Purim. The only, the only, the only time of the year that I have this tefillah. 
I daven on on uh, by mincha Purim. What's what's the special tefillah that I have by mincha by Purim mincha? Maybe even some years I don't even ha- I don't have it. When Purim falls out on a Friday, I might not I might not even say I have this tefillah. The, the special tefillah is like this. I say Hashem, please help me be mukayim the mitzvahs. I already you know Mikra Megillah already passed. And Stam Matanas Levyonim that I had already given in early in the morning had already passed. Shalach Monos already has passed. There's only one mitzvah left on Purim. Simchas, the Simcha Mishnah, the Simcha and the mitzvahs of Abchayev Vinish the Besume. So I said, Kodesh Bochu, please help me be Mekayan the mitzvah of Chayev Inish the Besume, the Mahadrin, the best possible way without getting a stomachache, without vomiting. Without being mazik anybody else, and without anybody else being mazik me, yeah. This is my special tefila. It always works. This year I added a few of those pratim. Last year I didn't daven as, as I only daven that I should be mekayim the mitzvah without without uh, some of the, I don't think I remember the, the stomach ache part last year, but this year I, I added that part maybe because of what happened last year. Lemaisa, this is if if there's something that you really really want from a kodesh baruch who's a daven for it. Then daven for it. This is Hashem. I need your help. I can't do this by myself. This is a great, great Eitzah that I that I heard from Rav Kornfeld a bunch of weeks ago when I was at the Shabbos by the by the Rosh Hashiva son's bris on Shabbos morning. Rav Kornfeld did a beautiful vort, and this is the this is the vort he said. He said, "Daven to Hashem and say, Hashem, I can't do it. I can't do it on my own. Please help me. This is too difficult for me. I can't do it." And this is what the people who built the Mishkan. People who built the Mishkan, they didn't have any training. They didn't know how to do all the things that they did. But I said, Hashem, help me. I can't do it. You want us to do this. I don't know how, but I want to do it for you. Please help me. I can't do it on my own. That is the tefillah that a person can have. That a person can say, please, Hashem, this is too difficult. I cannot do it. Help me. And a person should daven. You're showing Hashem, this is important to you. You're showing Hashem that this is something that I really need. The Maiseh, that sometimes that a person will even do things on purpose. You might even be, you might even be in a situation where I worked so hard and then boom, I fell. Not only I fell, it wasn't even by accident. It was on purpose. It was on purpose. How did it happen? I don't know. But everybody's got their own story. Now what? I'm such a Russia. I'm such a Russia. I was yeah, yeah, pretending to be you know working hard and yeah. Not only that, I'm a hypocrite because I try to teach others about this stuff, and I myself am 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 am, am, am doing the wrong thing. So what does that what does that show you? You know what it shows you? It shows you you're a human being. It shows you that we people fall. Not a hypocrite. This happens all the time by people. Even b'meizid, chas v'shalom. Even b'meizid shows that we have a yitzhara. It shows that you're not perfect, and we get right back up and we keep going. I heard a marshal one time. I think it was from Asher Balinson, Rav Asher Balinson. I think he said a marshal guy's running to catch a plane. His mommy, she needs to keep running, keep running. And somebody, somebody's shampoo got spilled out on the floor. And as he's running, whoop, slips, and he's on his back. And then he says to himself, "It's a sign from God. I shouldn't. I should just stay here." No, you get back up and you keep running. 
<laughs> you slipped, ain't a chanam, you slipped, you fell, but you can still make your plane, you know? Nobody lays there just because they slipped, yeah? Every morning, yeah. <laughs> it's my alarm, it's a simon that I should sleep longer, yeah? <laughs> oh, it must be yeah. that I shouldn't, no, get up, get up, you can still make it, Go, keep going. Yeah. person has to keep positive, you have to know you're a growing person, falls are a part of life, yeah? And, and as long as we constantly reevaluate it, we take small steps, we keep learning Torah. Torah is the fuel. There's no question that learning Torah is the fuel for everything. A person who wants to be successful in anything, he needs to learn Torah. You must learn Torah. It's the only thing that will save you. I'll tell you one last story and we'll, we'll, we'll stop over here. Really, this is the end of the shur, and maybe we'll cause over the Yosef Hatzadik one at a different time. But this is really the end of the shur, and I'll tell you one last story. Yeah, there was a person, I think I told this story maybe before, but it's good to hear it again. It's an interesting story. Yeah, my mashkiach told, told us this story that there was a man that came to him one time, and he said, Rabbi, I have a question for you. I only want you to answer. This is the hagdama to the question. The hagdama to the question was, Rabbi, I have a question. I don't want any musr. Don't give me any musr. I just want to know what I should be doing and don't no no musr. That was the Hakadamat question. What was the question? What we see, I work, I you know, work in an office and they're going in an office, whatever. And a lot of times after work, I uh, you know, my co-workers were going to a, a pub, going to a bar, doing some stuff over there, whatever. And I go with them, and I do the things that they do, and I do all this stuff, yeah? Okay, yeah, what's the question? Where's the question? Okay, the question's like this. You see, I, I know I'm a terrible person. I know I'm a Russia. I know you do terrible, horrible things. I wanted to know, my question is like this. I learned Dafyoyni. I want to know if a person like me should be learning Dafyoyni. Maybe, you know, I'm such a horrible, terrible person that I shouldn't even be learning Dav Yoimi. I don't deserve to learn Dav Yoimi. I don't deserve to learn Dav Yoimi. And uh, maybe I shouldn't be learning Dav Yoimi. And so Mashkir says, okay, I'll, I, won't, I won't give you any Musr. You should definitely continue learning Dav Yoimi because it's the only hope that you have. Your only hope is to learn Daf Yomi. It's the only thing that could possibly save you. So you should continue learning Daf Yomi. And that's what we're saying over here. Torah is the fuel. Torah is the only thing that's going to help us. A person tries to do it without learning Torah, he's not going to go. He's not going to have the strength. He's not going to have the fuel to keep going. That's what it is. The Torah gives us the fuel to grow, to keep, to keep going. And if you don't have that, you're, just, you're not going to go. So that's what we need. And that's what he told this man. And I'll just tell you the end of the story. He said, look, I'm not going to give you any more, sir, but I'm going to tell you one thing. We have a Klal Godel. The Mishnah in Perkei Avos. The Mishnah says, "Call mechal shem shemayim behezder nifroim imenem v'goli." I'm telling you now. Stop what you're doing before your wife finds out, because once she finds out, you're, you're finished. Just stop now. Postscript to the story: About three or four months later, I don't remember exactly how many months it was later. Get the phone call, Rabbi. My wife found out. She threw me out of the house. I don't have any place to go. I don't have any place to sleep. The mice, the Torah is the fuel, and Bez Hashem, that's the only thing we can only go, we can only be successful with Torah. Thank you for listening. To hear more Shurim like this one, go to jfoundations.com. If you'd like to support us or sponsor an episode, go to jfoundations.com slash support.